Welcome to this week's Deep Dive. This week we have a special guest, Becca Staines, who's a partner with Geiger, as well as her little side project slash fun thing to do is she's the VP of sales for Final Straw. Welcome, Becca. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me here. I'm excited. Oh my gosh, I'm excited to have you too, because it's actually kind of funny because you weren't the person that wrote the tweet that we're deep diving on today, but you got voluntold for this, which is, you know, everyone showed, I got voluntold for Pomo Kitchen, so here I am, like the worst thing you could ever love. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we had a great one, and then they were just like, oh no, we, we're going to find someone for you to talk to. I was like, perfect, I love it, and, and we have you. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. I saw the tweet, and I was like, oh yeah. I can talk about this for a long yeah. time. <laughs> I've got some opinions. <laughs> I've got some opinions. Lots of opinions. And everyone knows the internet is the best place to have opinions on. Oh, of course. You hear lots of opinions you really didn't need to hear. So. Exactly. And <laughs> everyone loves them and they're also understanding. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so we'll go into the tweet that you didn't write but totally agree with. Uh, so our question was, name one thing you love about another industry that you wish we could import into the world of promo. And then, not you, but Geiger, wrote, a recognized sense of value. Promotional products are something seen outside of our industry as low value or cheap because they are frequently given away. Free doesn't equal cheap. So this is like, I love this because it's one of those things is that, A, we get seen as like a tra- oh, the trinkets and trash industry. Like yeah. there was just an article that came out where there like investigating and instead of being like promotional product, blah, blah, blah. Whereas like through the whole article, they're like, well, the promotional products work, but they just kept referring it to trinkets and trash. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting. It's like, how do we change that perception? Like, how do you go from like, yeah, it's the stuff you get for free, but there's an actual promotional purpose behind what we do. Yeah. I mean, this question and response is like, so massive and you can dig into it in so many different ways. Um, and I think it's important as, as salespeople that we know how to answer these kinds of questions because that is a lot of feedback we get not only from articles, but from our clients as well. Why do I need this? What does it do? Um, and even when I talk to people about what I do and I start to say, I sell promotional products and everyone looks at me a little funny and I'm like, you know, pens, mugs, but there's so much more to it than that. I'm like, but then I also do like custom products that basically anything you can imagine we can create. And um, I think that showing people the value that it has through different avenues versus just the kind of trinkets and trash of a 50 cent pen that maybe, yeah. maybe someone uses all the time or maybe it ends up in the bottom of their bag that then gets donated um, is kind of on us to figure out how we change the messaging in terms of our industry. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you because it's like, it's this idea of you, like, okay, so we do, like this industry does pens and you sell pens and everyone's like, okay, well, sure, but you give away free stuff, but it's kind of like the idea of, yeah, but I give away a form of advertising that has an impression lifeline of at least five years mm-hmm. um, and will get passed to three different people, which expands your market even wider and and so it's like it's that idea of like how do we get a seat at the table and it's like we have to stop thinking of it as free stuff we have to start talking about it in through impressions company culture all sorts of things yeah it's it's a def, diff, difficult position to be in 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also on us to find like unique ways to present a product. I mean, how many times do you go to a restaurant and the pen that they give you to sign the check is like really cute or stylish? And I'm like, oh, I'm taking this to go. Yeah. (laughs) So like, you want to like create a product that someone's going to want to hold on to. And luckily we have like PPAI and associations that have done all this research in terms of impressions and different products and what that equates to in terms of how people are going to see it, um, that we can share that research to back it up. Um, but I think we're also in kind of this gimme, gimme, gimme world right now where everywhere you go, you're getting a, another reusable bag or a pen or a mug and it becomes like so much that for our customers it's like what's going to make us stand out and make us different than you know the trade show booth right next door that's giving out something very similar yeah it's uh, like I had this conversation at a trade show recently because like so my company we do awards Mm -hmm. and I was like pounding this point of like okay you can't just go in and go here's the catalog we can get you any of these you because then you become a product provider whereas like what we are our solution providers so you have to go in and say okay let's talk about starting an awards program where do we start because like and then come in and not just be like i can get you awards come in and say i'm going to boost your company culture because companies with awards programs have higher employee engagement higher employee retention like you know you come in being like okay how are we going to promote your new brand here's the, here's how I think we can tie products into it. So like, is there any situations where you find yourself doing that where it's like, I can get you product, but I can also provide you solutions. Yeah. Well, I think we all kind of have those clients that come to us and say, Oh, I already did my research. Here's what we want. Can you place this order for me? And that's great. It's easy work. It's fine. Sounds good. But then you also have the clients and typically they're the clients that are spending more and that you want to deepen the relationship with where they say, I have this event coming up here's the quantity, here's the budget, what can you do for me? And that's when we kind of switch into our consultative selling. So instead of just presenting a product, it's on us as salespeople to fully understand the company um, and what they're trying to achieve. So whether it's they're awarding employee members for number of years of service, or they're sending out mailings to try to get meetings set. It's on us to fully understand that and find creative and unique ways that can add value. So instead of just giving them some generic idea, um, coming up with something a little more creative. And that doesn't mean that you can't use a standard product. You can't use a pen that everyone else is using, but use it in a different way. And kind of having more of an engagement with it and um, setting yourself apart because that's what's going to be the difference between someone ordering from you and coming back and seeing the value add that you as a salesperson have versus just going online and ordering online and placing an order and cutting you out of the whole thing. Yeah. It's not only switching the idea of this trash and trinkets industry, but also securing your place as a professional in this in this industry to not be just replaced by the amazons of the world yeah and that's totally what's going to happen if your only attitude because then that like the free doesn't equal cheap it becomes people because it's going to be a free item given away they think that it has to be cheap rather than investing in value because like this industry has a sustainability problem with so much like stuff that's just like trap like you know unfortunately sometimes we do become the trinkets and trash industry when we don't put purpose behind 
our products. Like if you're just giving something away for the sake of giving it away, you're not thinking of how will this be used? Why will this be used? And where will this be used? Mm -hmm. And so not only does that have a negative effect on the environment, if it's not being utilized and then being disposed of, but your client's messaging isn't getting across because it's just sitting on the table and not being utilized. And then their logo or their message or their branding is going nowhere. Yeah. So I as the years continue, and we've already started to see it now, you're going to see a huge push for sustainability and products that have a longer life. Um, I know even my clients now, it was like 2019 hit, and I got like five emails that week asking me for sustainable products. So it's really on us to provide more sustainable options, explain that to our clients, um, explain the benefit of having something that someone's going to want to hold on to and use every day versus something that they're going to throw out the next day. And I think unless we learn to adapt to that and adapt the way that we sell and the way that we consult to changes in, in society, we will, we will cease to exist as an industry unless we can kind of get on board with these sustainability initiatives because at least I know I work with a lot of like young startups. That's what they want. They don't like the trash and trinkets anymore. (laughs) And it's so true is like, I think because like the messaging right now is just how bad plastic waste is, how, you know, single use plastic disposable, you know, we've become a disposable culture. And the problem is, is that, you have to be able to go to your client and be like, I can get you this product, but it's going to break, fall apart, smell weird, not be used after a month. Why don't we spend more and make it last longer? Because like that's a lot of people like hear sustainability and they're like, well, it's got to be made of bamboo. It's got to be made of recycled products. And it's like longevity and like good technology and like, you know, good product design is just as, is so much in the sustainable market as much as recyclable and eco-friendly materials because it's like we can make these and we you want to make it last a lot longer than like you know the the first impression basically yeah absolutely and i think even it's like we're all learning um mm-hmm. on how to adapt to these new changes and changing our lifestyles and I know with final straw, we always say straws are a gateway plastic. So it's kind of your first step into making more conscious decisions about how we consume and waste. Um, It's not going to change the world to stop using straws. It's not going to stop plastic pollution, but it's the one first little thing you can do to start reevaluating and kind of auditing your life for plastic. And I think it also is what sets us apart is when a customer comes to you and says, I want a $5 power bank. And for some people, they do want a $5 power bank. But to be able to say, okay, a $5 power bank is going to get you a half charge in your phone versus if you spend a little bit more, this is what it's going to get you. And so being knowledgeable in in terms of different products, whether it's materials, like you said, packaging, um, you know, capacity is what is really going to differentiate us from competitors and, you know, the online promo world in terms of kind of advising our clients to make more conscious decisions. Um, And I even have some big clients that they don't want their logo on things that are like, it's kind of weird. They like won't put their logo on anything you can eat. Um, Really? Weird because like, I'm like, give me all the cookies and chocolate. Yeah. Put it on chocolate. I want that. Put it on some Maple Ridge treats. I want Yeah. Put it on some Maple Ridge treats and give it (laughs) 
like I will eat it. I'll post it on Instagram. I'll post it on Snapchat and enjoy yeah. it. But I think it's that longevity of brand and differentiating between something that is just like consumable and then your branding goes away versus something that's going to sit on someone's desk, whether it's an award or a final straw that they're going to have on their keychain with their branding on it and take it with them everywhere. Um, I think there's so much like cool and innovative new products out there that a lot of people haven't seen. I know I just, one of my favorite products is the Stojo cup. Um, Alan Mugg sells it and I bought it as a consumer before it was even in the promo industry. It's like a collapsible cup that you can take with you and like stuff like that where it's going to stop someone. Like I go to a coffee shop and I pull out my mug and everyone asks me where it's from. Now imagining if that has a branding on it, it's like not only are you having amazing messaging that someone's taking with them everywhere. My light is flickering. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> You're haunted, obviously. But it's like so new and exciting and people are going to engage with it. And so yeah. finding ways to have someone engage with the product that has your branding on it totally changed the game in terms of thinking of it as trash and trinkets versus something that is essentially, I like to think of it as free advertising. Because after that initial investment you make in the product, you want this product to be advertising for you every single day. So, yeah. and it's so true is like, because and there's like also, like it, it seems kind of callous to say, there's a bottom line to what you, like, you know, there's a financial reason for saying this is like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can, you know, you're not just moving product you're actually, you, you can make higher margins or you can like, you know, you're doing longer value and longer programs, but it's also like your costs, like the cost of things go down. Like it's, she's not in our industry, but she's a fashion brand called copious fashions. Uh And what she does is like, she does these sweaters, but she takes scraps of fabric and does like prints. And the same thing is like, um, for Redwood classics, the pre, her pre-loved line, which Mm -hmm. they take, um, old or like recycled or like miss like problem fabrics and then repurpose them into new things and so the brand copious fashions what what she found was like she at the end of the like year she'd have 15 bags of scraps like just scraps and extra fabric that she couldn't make anything with and so she repurposed it into these cloth clothing and she went down to two bags of of leftover scraps each year wow and so for her she's utilizing everything she has in far harder like higher ways she has a great story to tell Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's like she's now appealing to this message, but she's also like, you know, there's the moral stance of like, hey, right. you're really good. And yeah, and the same thing with like Red Love Preloved is like, or Redwood Preloved is like, you know, you're taking all this waste. And especially since fashion is like the second largest per, like pollution, like polluter after oil and gas, is like you're actually making an impact like for future reasons. And yeah, it's as like, as we've seen the past few years almost like every new brand that comes out is mission backed um and it's a huge millennials spend more money on mission based products than anything else yeah um, so we see it with the fast fashion industry where you're always you're still going to have people that are going to go to your H&Ms and your Forever 21 and your Zars just like you're still going to have people that want a cheap giveaway And that's fine. You're going to have those customers. But in order to leverage your business and honestly bring in more money, get into sustainability, start like pushing mission backed products because not only are millennials buying it, you can have higher margins. You can feel good about what you're selling. Because I always have this moral (laughs) dilemma. I'm like, 
oh my gosh, like this is so bad. Like this is all packaged in plastic and like it really is so bad. That's a whole other topic is like yeah. Packaging. Oh my packaging. god. Plastic packaging. But like it's also like what you're gonna turn down a sale? No, you're not. So I always try to like do a little educating on the side. So if I see that a client is like, oh, they picked a pen that's like made of partially recycled plastic, like, okay, this is my in yeah. here. And you slide in a few other things and you see brands like Marine Layer who just got into our industry. And I think not only <clears throat> does it combine the mission, but it's also a product that people want to hold on to. So, <clears throat> sorry, whether that means it's quality or design is something that someone, when it comes to apparel, is going to wear on the street and not, you know, at least for me, I don't like a big logo across the chest, which is like so bad because this is the industry. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, want, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't want a logo across my chest, you know? And it's like, literally, that's what I sell every day. Yeah. But I think finding ways that people are going to want to carry something with them and where it becomes more fashionable, more trendy, and whether that's through materials. So like, I love Marine Layer as a consumer. I go to the Marine Layer storage. So to then see them in our industry, making sustainable products from Beechwood pulp um, in the U.S. Um, and being able to do like something really cool and trendy and the fabric is so amazing. Like I want to wear that shirt every day. So I'm yeah. going to push that to my client and show them that look at this sustainable product. It's a retail brand. It's something that your employees or your clients are going to want to wear from the office to the street, which then they're taking their branding with you versus like, something that is just your standard 100% cotton, boxy, starchy tee that someone's going to wear for their volunteer event because they have to, and then it's going to sit in their drawer or be donated. Thrown out, donated, exactly. for rags. Like, it's going to have a life, but it's not going to have the life you intended it to. Exactly. And yeah. so, it's like, you, when you see it in that way, your dollar gets stretched a lot further. Maybe you have to spend a little bit more up front, but the advertising value of it is far exceeds what a $2 shirt would. Yeah. And it's so interesting too, because like you don't want to think of sustainability as like a trend for things, mm -hmm. but it is, it's influencing so many trends. It's like, it's influencing fashion. Like if you look at fashion right now, they're very like, neutral colors very simple designs and that's because the idea of like it's not fast fashion anymore these are pieces that are meant to last yeah. it's influencing drinkware and that people are looking going after materials that are far more sustainable that it's going to keep lasting it's yeah it's like it's influencing so many things which you want it to because there's like the millennials there's gen z like this is what matters to these generations and they're becoming buyers so we have to be responsive to buyers Absolutely. And I think we even see it with like Yeti and how it's, ex it's an expensive tumbler, but people are buying one and that's their go-to cup. And we're, yeah. we're starting to see a transition between this gimme, gimme, gimme culture. I want as much as possible and doesn't matter about the quality to, I want one really high quality thing. Yeah. And I think we even saw, and I don't know if you watched tidying up on Netflix, Marie Kondo, <laughs> you know, where everyone, I mean, everyone in my life when that show came out was like going through everything around their house and determining what sparks joy. And so we're making more conscious decisions in terms of what we're buying, not only in terms of environmental impact, but quality. And I literally shop now and I look at something and I'm like, oh, I like this. And then I'm like, but does it spark joy? Yeah. <laughs> Am I really happy? A little bit more. <laughs> because I was so that consumer. I'm like, oh, it's on sale. It's cute. I need it. Yeah. And it's only $5 and it's got pockets. Exactly. It's like, exactly. Oh, yeah, but you only wear it once. 
<laughs> yeah. And so I think we're being more conscious about the buying decisions that we're making. And that's important for us as, as salespeople in the promo industry to pay attention to that. Our consumers are being more conscious about what they're, what's representing their brand, what they're investing their money in. And we have a really unique opportunity to position ourselves and, and move along with this trend. As you said, it's a trend, but it's going to be forever. I mean, yeah. it's, it's something that's going to continue. And, um, if, if we can move along with it, we can be really successful and make a lot of money in the process. Yeah. So. And it, and it's so true. It's like, again, like we just to think about impressions, like you want to tell your client, like, here's, here's my solution to what you're doing is like, like, so our brand that we represent SIG, which is a water bottle brand. Yeah. People use them for like, we figured out it's about five to eight years on average mm-hmm. with, um, regularly we hear from one person every week who's had their bottle for over 20 years with the longest being 40 years. People don't even have like houses how that long. And yeah. it's like, and, but you know, if you've branded that bottle, that bottle has been sitting in front of them with the brand for five years mm-hmm. versus the event that they used it at. Or, and so I, what you said there is like, I'm finding a trend with buyers to be like, we want a really high quality product that lasts longer. Yeah. And so it is like the push is, the push is coming from end users and we need to make sure that we're encouraging it and educating and seeing all the reasons behind it as well. I completely agree. And I think even as a distributor, it's on us to go back to our suppliers and say, this is the trends that we see. Of course, all the suppliers are paying attention to that, but I think, and maybe I'm just because I'm a stickler for sustainability, but you see a sustainable product coming out and then it being packaged in single-use plastic. And I'll say, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to sell, sell a reusable straw when it comes packaged in single-use plastic. Like you just yeah. basically pa- pa- packaged it with a plastic straw, essentially. Yeah. So it's on us to see those things and say something because our clients are going to. If a client is coming to you looking for a reusable straw and they're consciously aware of environmental impact and changes that they can make, and something that is supposed to be sustainable and reusable shows up and it's packaged in a plastic poly bag, they're going to be like, what the hell? And it happens all the time. And, yeah. and I know there's so much more to it in terms of like sanitary reasons and all of that, but we are living in an era where there's so much new technology coming out. I know I ordered something from Lush. I'm obsessed with Lush. They're Canadian, <laughs> Canadian brand. And um, represent. <laughs> yes. They're so wonderful and they have all sustainable packaging and they have these naked products where it comes in no packaging. So I ordered this solid body lotion. It showed up in a cellophane bag and I like flipped out. I was like, I told everyone to buy this and it is like showing up in plastic. Like how dare you? Shame on you. And they wrote me back and they're like, it's actually vegetable based material like it's 100% biodegradable yeah. and so I'm like well I feel like an idiot but also this is so cool why is the promo industry I not advertise using this it? yeah because yeah. well, they have these mailers now that it's like it's com- um com- like you can put it in the compost and yeah. after six months it's like totally gone it's like it's so cool <sighs> yeah we well, there's all this new technology coming out it's very exciting yeah it is really exciting because the like the nice thing is because there's a push and because people keep going the quality of everything is going up too like I remember like like compo- like um sort of recyclable mailers it's like if you couldn't store them because they'd fall apart after a month yeah. and it's like okay that's great but 
I need to yeah. have an inventory. I need to do something. Right. And then I can't do that if it's like this. And so yeah. now like six months and it's quality, like knowing that that's happening is amazing. I know. It's so exciting to be a part of. It really is. Yeah. Well, we could honestly keep talking for ages and we probably should, but <laughs> people are going to love listening to a two hour podcast. It's great. <laughs> But Becca, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, do you want to tell people where to find you on the internet? Yes, you can find Geiger at Geiger Gets It on Instagram. I believe it's Geiger Gets It. Um, oh, my Instagram is Becca Azure, B-E-C-C-A-H-A-Z-U-R-E. And you can also check out Final Straw underscore Final Straw underscore. Um, Final Straw is also being sold in the promo industry through PCNA. So order samples, check it out, watch our videos. Um, yeah. And Geiger does a lot. Um, we are super green. Our headquarters is amazing. Um, hundred percent powered by solar energy. So That's if you awesome. have any questions about kind of running a sustainable office, um, carbon offsets, any of that, reach out to some myself or someone at Geiger and we can connect you with the right people. That's awesome. I didn't even, I knew you had your solar tower, but I didn't realize the yeah. entire building was, that is. Yeah, it's really oh amazing. Like, so Geiger gets it, basically. Geiger, Geiger really gets it. They really do. I'm really proud to, to work for Geiger. Oh, so. yeah. What a fabulous company. Well, thank you so much. Thank you to Maple Ridge Farms for sponsoring this. Yes. And thank have you. a great day. And everyone, remember to join us, Promo Chat, uh, weekly, uh, Wednesday, noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time. Well, thank you. And thank you again, Becca. Thank you. <laughs>